you are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am your host, Kate Madjuke. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. Uh, you can follow my co-host Marcus Mosier on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And please give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. Hit that subscribe button. Leave those five-star reviews. We have got an exciting show for you today, folks. We finally have some fantasy football action. Some real live news to talk about, Marcus. I'm excited. We've got, what, franchise tags that went out on Tuesday. Uh, there was a pro day on... Uh, actually, today, I was watching the Clemson pro day, and it was great. We had Travis Etienne coming in at 215 pounds, which is just awesome for his dynasty value. Uh, a busy, busy time in the NFL world. It is a busy time in the NFL world. I absolutely love the love the implications here. We had a couple of franchise tags placed. I know our our guys Matt and Ryan talked about them yesterday. Wide receiver Chris Godwin and wide receiver Allen Robinson received mm-hmm. the franchise tags. But today we are going to talk about the players who didn't get franchise tagged and what that means for dynasty value. For the running backs, that is Aaron Jones, Kenyon Drake, Chris Carson, mm-hmm. and then wide receivers, we've got Kenny Galladay, Juju Smith-Schuster, Will Fuller, tight ends, Hunter Henry, and Janu Smith. Some really interesting names who I don't think are going to get paid the amount of money that they they necessarily should because of the current market. We officially have the salary cap as of March 10th. Uh, it sits at $182.5 million. It is a it's a decent drop from last season. And when you look at the difference there, what, it's about $16 million. That's the difference of a, a pretty talented player on the offense. That's essentially what, uh, you know, Chris Godwin's making this season. That's, you have to subtract a Chris Godwin from your, your offense, your team in general. Mm. That that's going to be, you know, just painting your your entire roster differently in the season to come. So, to start off the show, I want to hear you say who are you most excited out of this group to become a free agent for the you know just the sheer opportunity available to them to sign with whatever team they choose to. Yeah, for me, it's probably Juju Smith-Schuster. Just because, Kate, we've seen what the ceiling is. Like back in 2018, a 1,400-yard season with seven touchdowns. He's still only 24 years old. So I'm interested to see where he lands. I think... I think his value could drastically change and you know move up and down depending on the landing spot, right? If he goes to a team like the Raiders, okay, I'm not all that excited. But if he goes to, let's say, the Jets and he's the number one receiver there with Zach Wilson, okay, now I'm really excited about that because of the volume he could be getting. He could you know maybe be paired with a, a franchise-level quarterback. So I... I I'm just more interested to see where Juju lands, how much money he makes, because, Kate, there was a a time not too long ago where Juju was in the top five of Dynasty wide receiver assets. It feels like a long time, uh, you know, since then, but uh, still a player that we need to monitor. There was a time that he was working his way into the consensus Dynasty wide receiver one. Yeah. My God, how the mighty fall so, so quickly. One of the guys that I'm really excited for, and this is actually kind of a surprise to me, 
Um, I'm kind of excited for Hunter Henry. And oh, okay. I feel like we've been sort of on this, uh, like we were just waiting for Hunter Henry this entire time. I think we've been grossly disappointed overall, mm-hmm. I think, when he's been on the field. Uh, but I was I was doing some research on Hunter Henry and what he's accomplished since he's been drafted. I want to give you some stats, all right? And I want you to keep in mind, so this is uh, a summation. So he received the franchise tag last season. This is me summarizing the stats for all tight ends since he was drafted in 2016 and what they've all accomplished since 2016. In that time span, despite a missed season for a torn ACL, Henry has racked up the 15th most targets among tight ends, 13th most receiving yards. He's tied for the eighth most touchdowns. Again, Mm. this is overall in that entire period of time, and he missed a full season. He played uh, just like about 60% of games. um, Or no, he missed 31% of games. Math, hard. Uh, But (laughs) he's ranked top 12 in fantasy points per touch among tight ends in that span. If he goes to a team that is needy for a receiver, maybe this is the time we actually see the Hunter Henry breakout. And it's really hard because he's one of those mid-tier tight ends that Mm -hmm. you almost have to draft a little bit earlier than you'd like, considering the tier break between those top three and the rest. But I'm kind of intrigued to see what he's able to do because I I was really surprised to to see his overall production despite the fact that he has missed an entire season. Yeah, so we're hoping that he lands in a situation like Buffalo, right? We know the Bills are searching for a tight end, a pass-catching tight end. Uh, They did draft Dawson Knox, I believe, in 2019. I think he's a fine depth piece. He's not a full-time starter. If you put Hunter Henry in that Buffalo offense and he's making plays down the middle of the field, maybe he's their red zone target. I think there's a lot to be excited about, Kate. And I don't think it's unrealistic to think, you know, let's say he plays 14 games for the Bills next season. Uh, Again, hypothetical landing spot. I could easily see him getting, you know, 750 yards, 800 yards, six or seven touchdowns. Like that's not out of the realm of possibilities. And if he does something like that, we're not talking about him as a top, what, seven, eight tight end at worst? Yeah, I, I think at at the very worst, honestly. Hunter Henry, when he's been on the field, like when you look at his end of season stats, not fantastic, but he has been relatively productive for you while he's actually been on the field. Let's take a quick break, and then I want to talk about who we are most excited to hit free agency because of like the next man's up the next man's up value (laughs) Um, because there's tons of potential for a lot of these uh, guys who are you know next up on the depth chart who might have a big bump in fantasy value in 2021 we'll be right back with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it's now impossible to stock all of the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront Why endure the often intimidating questioning lines like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX or a Z65 XM17? You have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on the computer, choosing the only brand that the warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home, in your pocket. No need to endure those awful questioning lines anymore. You have time to look up the answers because guess what? You have the convenience of ordering these car parts right there in your home. 
RockAuto.com is a family business serving car parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, not just the ones they have to pick from in the stores. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, which, as a dog owner, I know I have to replace often. Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same car parts going into one of these fancy doodad stores? Go to rockauto.com and see all of the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know we sent you. They have an amazing selection of car parts and always reliably low prices everything your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com for everything you need for your car delivered right to your door. rockauto.com. Are you ready to try the best tasting protein bar ever? Look no further than Built Bar. Built Bars are soft, easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate, and they are great for the health conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat with a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber option with Built Bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, and six delicious new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, my favorite, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. They've got a flavor for whatever you might be craving. Right now, Built Bar is offering our listeners 20% off of your next order using promo code LOCKEDON. Go check out BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, for 20% off your next order. Start off this new year right, and let's go ahead and get fit together. And what better way to do so than indulging in a delicious and healthy treat? BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON. All right, everybody, welcome back into the show. Marcus, out of all of these guys, all right, one of them, uh, I want you to pick one situation that you think is going to produce the most fruitful uh, bounty for the next man up on the roster. What are you thinking? So you talked about Hunter Henry as somebody that you're really excited about potentially leaving the Chargers. How about the guy that could replace him? Donald Parham, uh, the former XFL, uh, AFL receiver, six foot eight, two hundred and forty pounds. My lord! Su- yeah, super productive coming out of Stenson College. Uh, if you can point to where Stenson is on the map, uh, I will give you a hundred dollars. Nope, uh, because you can't. <laughs> uh, coming out of college, a ninety-nine percentile dominator, a ninety-four percentile breakout age. He's a very, very good athlete. Only twenty-three years old right now. We actually saw him, Kate, last year make a couple big plays. Uh, there was some games, especially after the end of the season, where we saw his routes go up. In week sixteen, he ran thirty-three routes. In week seventeen, he ran nineteen. Uh, this is somebody who has red zone potential. Uh, it's somebody who Justin Herbert targeted when they got close to the end zone. So this is somebody that costs you almost nothing in dynasty leagues that I can very easily see being a top 15 tight end next year alone, just based on opportunity. Wow. All right. That was not the answer that I was expecting whatsoever. <laughs> um, my, my, uh, answer initially I'm going to shake it up uh, just because we don't want to get too repetitive here I also am thinking about the Chargers but I want to know what you think 
about Mike Williams. Mm. I know we're I, like I keep bringing it back to these guys that we just it feels like we're just hanging on for dear life. But Mike Williams, they did uh, pick up his fifth year option. So he is going to be with the team for one more season. Uh, that's exciting news. So he's uh, he had a bit of a down season last year. He played 15 games, but a lot of those games felt like he was really banged up. Felt like he left and exited the games like 17 million yep. times. Um, but we definitely saw a dip of, in his touchdown production. He's one of these guys that we've seen be either hyper-efficient or last season he finally had that 1,000 receiving yard year and then he only had two touchdowns. Could this be the opportunity for them to put it all together? Because Hunter Henry, he's uh, accumulated for a decent percentage of the Chargers' targets. So with him vacant uh, and with Mike Williams being essentially in a contract year, could we see him maybe maybe ball out? Because watching him play with Justin Herbert last season, like it never showed up on the stat sheet whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But I really liked how close they almost got <laughs> like 70 million times um they they like just missed on so many really big plays yeah. and you know like it was either a foot out of bounds or you know it was just some crazy thing but it just feels like they came so close to something special uh, obviously keenan allen he's he's like the safest uh, target monster whatsoever but Mike Williams, maybe this is the season that we can see him put some of that yardage and some of that touchdown production together to actually give us a somewhat stable fantasy wide receiver. Because I feel like this is sort of the point in time where everybody's just out on Mike Williams. I don't know that he's not a name that even though they did pick up the fifth year option that we've heard a lot about and we haven't heard that new like nobody's excited about mm-hmm. the the fact that mike williams got picked up so we'll throw that one aside how about uh what do we like, think about- really quickly can i say something about mike williams yeah uh, so i think it's important to remember some of the context of the early part of the season for mike williams if you remember watching hard knocks Uh, He actually got hurt with a shoulder injury. He separated his shoulder, and the belief was he was going to miss, you know, up to four to six weeks into the season Uh, because of that shoulder injury. He actually pushed through and played with that shoulder injury early on in the year. Didn't play particularly well, but it was pretty clear he wasn't healthy all season long, and that's always the big thing with Mike Williams. He's always battled through injuries. And then they had the quarterback change, and this is somebody, you know, he really didn't work with – uh, Justin Herbert at all during training camp because he was working with Tyrod Taylor, who was the expected starter. So until I they do... literally uh, exploded Tyrod Taylor's lung, yes. quote unquote, yes. on accident. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yes, but well, that was just that was great things for our fantasy teams. I'm kidding. Oh my gosh, shut me <laughs> up. Um, Mike Williams is sitting as the wide receiver 63 in Dynasty startup ADP per DynastyLeagueFootball.com. That's insane considering the Chargers had the fifth most pass plays per game last year. They've got an ascending quarterback who wants to throw the ball down the field. We know Mike Williams is talented. Like We know what his his ceiling is. We've already seen a double-digit touchdown season in the NFL. We've already seen a 1,000-yard season in the NFL. We've seen a year where he averaged over 20 yards per reception. So is this the quarterback in Justin Herbert to best maximize his skill set? Wouldn't shock me at all, Kate. So I think 
Uh, I think if Hunter Henry is gone, and which I think that's possible, I think there's a good chance we see an uptick in targets for Mike Williams, and that has me excited. All right, one more guy that I want to talk a little bit about before we dive into our rookie profile for Chuba Hubbard. What do we think about Quintez Cephas? So uh, Quintez Cephas, I feel like, has been sort of the lone man nobody's nobody's really talked about in terms of a potential for a really, really big and significant jump in opportunity. He's wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. He's 6'1", 202 pounds, uh, just came out of his rookie season, but uh, did it, it felt like he finished the year on on a higher note. There's nobody left in Detroit, hmm. literally nobody. Um, so what what do we think about the potential um, for an increased target share to close out the year? It's not much again, but let's let's think about how the Lions have struggled um, over the last five games. He put up 175 yards and two touchdowns, which I don't think is that bad considering how bad the Lions were and just overall. Uh, mm-hmm. His lack of involvement throughout the season as a rookie. Could he be somebody to buy low on right now, given the opportunity? He had a very interesting rookie season because in week one, he had you know 10 targets. He saw 81% of the snaps. And then he basically disappeared the rest of the year. We never saw a game, Kate, in the entire rest of the 2020 season where he had more than four targets. So going from 10 targets in week one to your next highest game being four, it's a pretty big drop-off. Um, I, I know there's going to be opportunity here with Kenny Galladay likely leaving, with Marvin Jones likely leaving. They did bring in Tyrell Williams. Danny Amendola is expected to leave in free agency as well. I just have a feeling that Detroit is going to draft a receiver high, probably with that first-round pick they get. They have, I believe, at number seven, whether it's a Devontae Smith or a Jalen Waddle, and then combine that with the fact that Jared Goff's a quarterback, and that doesn't inspire much confidence either. I, I to me, to me, Cephas is somebody that I'm probably not buying, but I'm not necessarily selling either. I, he's probably a hold. I mean, he's definitely not a guy. He's a guy that you're looking at, I think, for potential opportunity. He's not an analytics. No, uh, he's not no, a friend no. to the analytics community whatsoever. He ran Although four his, seven his three. College metrics were good. The college metrics were fine. Sixty nine percentile dominator, sixty six percentile yards per reception, breakout age was good. So that was fine. It's just the the athleticism testing, Kate, is what's a problem. It was a it was a big problem, but you know what? Sometimes target share trumps, and he's just a guy that I want to keep an eye on heading into the 2021 season. When they do, they just need some bodies. Yes. Because let's be honest, Jared Goff he has made some productive wide receivers before. Uh, that was with better coaching staff, better surrounding talent, mm-hmm. better everything. But still, I I want to keep him in the back of my mind because he is it, he's really. Uh, unvalued right now nobody's nobody's talking about quintez let's take a quick break and then when we get back i want to dive into our rookie profile for chuba hubbard running back out of oklahoma state the 2020 nfl season might be a wrap but there's still plenty of betting to be done there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust betonline.ag 
Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. There you can bet on all kinds of sports, including football, basketball, baseball, golf, hockey, MMA, soccer, tennis. The options are limitless. Whether you're looking to bet live game lines, player prop bets, or team futures, BetOnline AG has it all. Don't waste another minute and go check out betonline.ag and do not forget to use our promo code locked on so you can get your 50% welcome bonus and you can roll in the cash alongside with us. Again, that's betonline.ag promo code locked on. Welcome back into the show, everybody. It is time to talk some more rookies. If you haven't been keeping an eye, which I know you have because of course you're subscribed to the show, but if you haven't been keeping an eye out on these rookie profiles, go back. We've got uh, a really nice lineup that we've posted out for you guys. I should probably put that schedule out on the Lockdown Dynasty Twitter so that if there's one player in particular that you're looking for, you can do a quick reference and find him right away. I'll get that out later today just so you guys have some reference here. But today is, is Chuba Hubbard's turn running back six foot, 208 pounds coming out of Oklahoma State who may have made a big mistake in 2020. Hmm. Yeah, I think he's a player that maybe, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't want to get into all that kind of stuff that he had, you know, with the, the coaching staff and everything. But he did opt out after a few games. Uh, he had a huge, huge sophomore season, which was 2,300 total yards and 21 touchdowns. Uh, for his career, he averaged just under six yards per carry. But I don't know, Kate. When I watch him, just uh, something doesn't feel right with him. I mean, I know he has a lot of uh, fumbling issues, and I know the speed is really good, and that's exciting. But to me, it just feels so blah. Like the comp that I gave him is like Devonte Booker. And it's like, okay, Ooh. that's fine. You're a you're a rotational guy that if he gets a chance to start, you know, maybe you can have low end RB two production. But he just doesn't inspire anything from me that makes me all that excited about him. Probably a day three pick in the NFL draft, and that has me concerned as well. So I wanna I wanna take this back. So um, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, he could have declared last year for the draft. Is that right? I think so. Yes, I okay. believe so. That That's my thought as well. So I want to go back a year uh, because Chuba, Chuba Hubbard was one of the most explosive and uh, dominant running backs in the FBS in the 2019 season. Let's go back. Let's pretend 2020 never happened. And he mm. declares for the 2020 NFL draft. Where was he? Where should he have been drafted? Let's say he did declare. Uh, let's say he didn't have this blah season uh lack of production ended up opting out early wasn't healthy if we were just looking on his 2019 production in general i mean he probably would have been at, at i would say at least a day two guy yeah i think he would have been in that range of like Zach Second Moss. to third round? Yeah, I, I would say after those that top tier of running backs, between Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, the next group he certainly would have been in. Again, that Zach Moss, Darrington Evans, uh, Joshua Kelly, I, I think he would have went it, it, around there. In 2019, his ranks in the FBS, he had 2,003 rushing yards, ranked first. 
He had 21 rushing touchdowns, which he tied for the third most with J.K. Dobbins in his final season at Ohio State. And Jonathan Taylor at Wisconsin, that's not too shabby. Um, Runs of 10-plus yards or more. He ranked fourth behind uh, a couple of players. Also, uh, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins. Mm -hmm. All of this sounds familiar, but let's look at his 2020 season because he saw a really big drop-off in production just from literally all angles. He only took 170 snaps compared to his 435 that he took in 2019, had 627 rushing yards, five touchdowns, but we saw, like, in all of these efficiency metrics, we saw a drop this season. Uh, mm-hmm. Yards per attempt yep. dropped from 6.4 down to 4.7. Uh, yards after contact dropped. He, you know, it, I think was, I'm pretty sure, led the FBS in yards after contact in 2019. Uh, but yards after contact per attempt dropped from 3.96 down to 2.5. Uh, wasn't forcing missed tackles nearly as much. Wasn't having as... Uh, big explosive plays. Mm-hmm. I just, I, so my question for you is how much of this do you think is injury and how much of this is the fact that you just aren't super excited about him as a prospect? Do you think, <laughs> uh, what percentage uh, <laughs> of, of disappointment was factored in by his injury? Yeah, so this is a, a good question because I thought about this when I was watching his tape and I went back and watched the 2019 to see, you know, how much different did he look pre-injury? And I think he was certainly a little bit more explosive and a little bit more decisive. But still, Kate, there's just not enough there to get me excited about him being in every down back in the NFL. And, you know, I think when you look at his size to 207 pounds, that probably makes you a committee back in the NFL. And I know weight shouldn't matter that much when it comes to running backs, but these coaching staffs care about that stuff. So I think he's somebody who is destined to be, you know, part of a rotation with maybe a, a guy that's a little bit bigger or more explosive. And I, I don't know. I, I, I just think he's okay. I, I, I don't have any strong <laughs> takes on him. He's just probably somebody in my rookie drafts, and this is how I'll phrase it, I'll probably let somebody else draft him because I can guarantee you there's going to be another running back in the same range that I feel like has more upside uh, that I'm going to be more willing to take, even if they go a little bit later in the draft. See, I'm actually probably going to be the one that will take Chuba. He's been falling uh, in, in my rookie drafts at least, usually into the late second round, which at that point you are taking one of those like lower tiered wide receivers uh, or you are taking a, a risk on you know some of these other small running backs like Kenny Gainwell or like you're you're taking players in that tier why not draft the guy that you have seen manage 300 plus rushing attempts in a single season 2000 rushing yards why not uh, go with the guy I know he's relatively small when you're considering that that true RB1 role but I do think that Chuba is the kind of guy that, yes, he might be in a, a committee situation, but should he be in the circumstance where injury befalls, you know, his his committee partner, I do think he would be capable of carrying the load as an RB1. I think, you know, as long as he enters the season healthy, uh, I, I just think the potential there for him to be, um, you know, a volume guy is there more so than some of those other smaller, uh, so like lower Michael tier Carter. guys for me? 
you're, you're thinking like Michael Carter from, from North Carolina, right? He's small and very explosive, but probably not a full-time back. And I, yes. listen, I don't disagree with you there. I guess my thing is if I'm going to compare him to other running backs, let's say outside the top 10 of dynasty ranks right now, like to me, there's a significant gap between like Trey Sermon and Chuba Hubbard. Like I, I think there's a pretty big difference, but I don't think we're necessarily seeing that in rookie drafts yet. I think we are going to see a bit more of that as the as the season goes on. Uh, maybe we should do some rookie mock drafts with some of our yes. friends here at the Dynasty Football Podcast. I think I think that's going to be a good place to to end the show. And you know what? You did mention Michael Carter right now, so I think that's a good time to segue. That will be our next rookie preview on Monday. Mm. That is it for today's show. Please be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a show. Leave us a five-star review. You can follow me at Twitter, on Twitter, at FFBallBlast. Follow Marcus at Marcus underscore Mosier. And please check out our Dynasty, Locked on Dynasty Twitter page at Locked on Dynasty. We will see you Monday with Sir Michael Carter.